Welcome to The Dark Divide, a podcast that takes a seat, dangles its legs over the edge, and stares into the abyss. This is the story of Mackenzie Trottier. Growing up in Saskatchewan, Canada, Mackenzie Trottier flourished into the quintessential Canadian teenager, classic northern with an edge, flannel, dyed hair often swept to the side over her face, bold makeup and a flair for fashion. She favored shaving the right side of her head and eventually got a tattoo on her right ankle, one of many she planned to get down the line. Art, music, singing, poetry, she took to all of it so naturally as an energy source, and she loved weekends away at her family's cabin, anything camping, hiking, and nature involved. She became obsessed with animals from an early age, always rescuing strays of all types from outside. She would keep animals people didn't want anymore, surrounded by the glow of tanks with chameleons, salamanders, and turtles. She lost a teeny tiny baby snake in the basement once. They never did find it. But life would become less like a fairy tale and more a harsh reality by the time she was in sixth grade. A group of girls were severely bullying her, and Mackenzie's days often ended in tears. At the time, Gina had kept hoping that the school would take action, but the teachers never handled it well. If she'd known how bad things would get for her daughter, she would have pulled her out of school altogether. After a long two years on a wait list, Mackenzie would finally start seeing a psychiatrist and improving a great deal. The friends that she did have saw the best of her, but the singing and laughing would once again slowly exit stage left when her doctor went on maternity leave. She tried her best, but Mackenzie just couldn't connect with this new psychiatrist at all. Slowly, over time, her positive coping mechanisms were once again replaced with more self-destructive ones. She began hanging out with an older crowd who didn't go to her high school, and it wasn't long until she dropped out before finishing her final year. It was clear to Paul and Gina that their daughter was struggling with substances, self-esteem, and possibly depression. Paul even contacted one of Mackenzie's closest and oldest friends, They'd since grown apart due to all the life changes between them, but she still attempted to reach out. Things never got better, though. By that point, it was almost like there was a part of Mackenzie that was unreachable. Over the next couple of years, she continued to struggle, randomly popping in and out of their lives until finally agreeing to enroll in a detox program. She would relapse again about a month after leaving, and relapses often meant little to no sight of her. Mackenzie's younger sisters, Sadie and Lauren, were regularly exposed to the cycles of a family struggling with addiction. It stretched outward and affected everyone. But it wasn't all bad. In fact, it was often good. When she was doing well, Mackenzie would talk about her future, things like playing around with her love of makeup or music, or possibly even going to school for veterinary medicine. At 22 years old, she was starting to deeply contemplate what she wanted to do with her life beyond the exhausting cycle of being addicted and getting clean. She would fight through the shakes and tempting thoughts of withdrawal, telling her sisters about how she knew she was meant for something richer and deeper in this life. She had recently started to support her substance abuse with escort work, started partying with the wrong crowd. Mackenzie was no stranger to what many people in their early 20s struggle with. A study found that Saskatchewan had the highest average sex work rate among the provinces and territories between 2009 and 2014, and that number is much greater since it only represents police-reported statistics. It's nearly impossible to become immune to the consequences of that lifestyle, even if one might just be dabbling. Beyond the inward psychological effects like PTSD or depression, there's a much larger sea of danger ready to swallow you up. Violence, assault, sex trafficking 
It's easy to think those are the kinds of things that don't happen in a place like a small Canadian town. But in fact, it's exactly the perfect place for sinister things like that to hide in plain sight. Her time home still continued to be sporadic. The worst part was knowing that when she wasn't at home, she was most likely staying with a man that nobody in her family approved of. He wasn't someone you wanted your kids walking by on the sidewalk, let alone possibly sharing a bed with. There were times that Paul had driven there to pick Mackenzie up, her face puffy and red from crying the way it used to be when she was just a toddler in his arms. He's a piece of crap, Mac, and you deserve better than that, he'd tell her every single time. Once she came home with red marks around her neck, shaking Gina to the core. To leave marks like that was extreme, but Mackenzie refused to call the police no matter how much she begged. Given the fact that Mackenzie had a tendency to disappear or ghost when she got annoyed, there was a lot of walking on eggshells and trying not to push too hard. At the end of the day, she was an adult now, and they could only offer support, not force her to take it. Another spiral would lead to a silver lining when Mackenzie would come home and begin to detox again. The holidays were right around the corner. It was the one thing she never missed, no matter what was happening in her life. Withdrawal was hard, but she'd be through it by the time the new year started. Things finally weren't just looking better for the Troche family. They were feeling better in every way. And Christmas 2020 would be a year that they would all remember forever. But the reason for that was one nobody ever saw coming. <laughs> 